Hi and welcome to another edition of Love Laid Bear. I am your host Dion. I am joined today by Darren. Um, known Darren for a very, very long time because he's my brother. <laughs> Hi Darren, welcome to the show. Hi sis, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. We, um, we had our first kind of like family trip in like 15 years back in April um, for our dad's 60th. So we all went out to Jamaica for a couple of weeks, which was um, mm. which was nice. I mean, for me personally, I'm a bit ugh. when you're traveling with a toddler, it's hard. So whilst it's a nice holiday, I I didn't really get to rest. To be honest, I would say, and any time I've been away with her, I don't really get to rest. Like I don't even think I laid on the sun lounger once and sunbathed on that holiday. Um, but you know, still grateful because it is Jamaica and I still had a good time, but I just didn't come back feeling like recharged or anything like that. So, um, it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Harder things to come. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And this is the thing I think people don't realize, like when I said like, you know, it was a little bit stressful, but how, and I'm like, well, you know, when you're in a resort that's got a massive swimming pool and a toddler that loves to run around, you have to keep your eyes peeled literally the whole time. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, and you're not in your own house. So there's, there's just certain things that aren't the same. You know, mm-hmm. th- it's like hard floors. She might roll off the bed, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, but it was good. It was good. Um, so today we are going to talk about um, the male self-esteem and body image. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I feel like... Um, especially with um with black men anyway i feel like there is always this kind of bravado that they almost feel like they need to live up to in terms of their self-esteem and their body image um and i think the two do go hand in hand um just off the jump what what's what are your thoughts on that do you know what to be honest it's only in the last few years I've started really going to the gym and trying to have this chiseled shape and you know before that I wasn't even really remotely really interested in going to the gym or being conscious of my body so I think in a way I've been kind of blessed for them Jamaican genes I don't know um, where I've kind of always had like a slim slender body type so i've never really felt any pressure in terms of your body to your body yeah to look Mm -hmm. a certain way and i say i think because i'm not blaming my own trumpet but i think because i've never really struggled with females in terms of like getting attention i've never really felt the need the necessity to you know change my body in any sense in that sense so um so but so you say now so you said it's only in the last couple of years that you've um decided to try and make a change in your body so what's changed like in the last few years i think i've become more conscious of more health conscious in a sense of you don't have to be just because you're slim doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that your your internal environment is Healthy. At its optimum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So you could be slim, but you could still have a stroke. You could still have high cholesterol. 
you know what I mean, depending on your diet, your mm-hmm. lifestyle. So, you know, my whole perspective since as I get older in age, um, you know, I'm I'm now more health conscious, like I said. So I'm starting to look at diet, lifestyle. Lifestyle now means being more active because I'm working nine to five now, and uh, also doing shift work. Um, that time going to the gym, um, playing football, sports, etc. When I was younger, th- that's not the case anymore. So I have to now, you know, um, change my lifestyle according um, around my skip my work schedule. So yeah, that's what's that's what's prompted me to, um, you know, start being active, going to the gym, changing my diet. Like I said, intake of water. You know, what I mean, water is really important. I've learned that. Um, so yeah. Um, so okay, so so you said that you've never really suffered from any like issues in terms of your body image and stuff like that. But what about your what about your self esteem? Did has that ever been an issue for you? I think growing up, I think it's something that kids are experiencing now today as well. I think it might be a bit worse now with kids today. In the paper, I think even recently they were saying that a lot of kids now are stressed with exams, um, they're under more pressure um, with um, like social media, etc. Um, they just tend to be a bit more stressed. I think obviously me growing up, I didn't have all that social media. Um, was that wasn't really around then. So, but there, there was levels of stress, GCSEs, um, etc mock exams you know that could that was kind of stressful but what about your self-esteem though i mean there's stress and then there's your internal how you feel about yourself um yeah i mean growing up i did have i did kind of like mangled teeth i guess um (laughs) (laughs) if you remember (laughs) so there was times where i think where i was a bit reluctant to smile sorry you like laughing at me yeah sorry sorry (laughs) On. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, well, I'll say it. it's, it's the, the pictures are there to see the pictures don't lie, you know and I'm saying mm. so. Um, no, it's because you said mangled, yeah, but let's 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 call a spade a spade. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it was what it was. So, um, <laughs> so I probably was reluctant, reluctant to smile. Um, so I'm saying I'm confident with maybe like females now, but back in the day, I wasn't. So, my my teeth didn't impact my self-esteem i could say so having braces and obviously i had to wear the metal braces mm-hmm. but know, when you've been quite young though that, that wasn't that a nice experience yeah i was um well i was i had that from age what maybe 12 13 i think throughout when did they come off maybe when i was about 15 16 okay i haven't for quite a while and so and i think that kind of did shape my confidence actually um i can't remember like even going out with guys in my age group we used to go out and like meet up with other girls from like the nearby school i was a bit more i'd interact but i probably was a bit more shy a bit more observant i'd be in the corner a bit more I'm not saying i was like you know very very quiet mm-hmm. but maybe I probably I'd probably be a bit more dangerous back then. Yeah. Females if I deny it like than I was 
before I didn't have braces. I see. So that did probably affect so, my. So do, so, so do you think once that part of your body image was kind of almost upgraded, would you say that propelled your, you know, your your body your body confidence and your self esteem together? Not not um not immediately. I think um because that sets your mind. That that experience sets your mind. Because obviously during that time period I would have got ridiculed. Okay. By females, other guys. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm trying to say? So um that kind of sets that or molds your character. Do so, do, do so you think it would have been different if you do you think your self esteem may have been slightly um affected differently if you went to a mixed a mixed sex school? Because I guess in an all boys school, you don't. There's there's not that pressure to constantly, you know, impress girls, and stuff like that. Okay, so had I gone to a mixed school, whilst wearing the braces. Yeah, and or, du- or been, during the period of your mangled teeth. It could have been you, more traumatic. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, do you think probably, possibly could have well been? Yeah, could have maybe that could have been a possibility. So I guess because every day going to school. You're only interacting around other males. Um, so, obviously, if you're getting it from your fellow males, it's not really, a pro- not really an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just banter, banter amongst boys. Hmm. But, but if you're getting if, rejected by girls. Yeah, but if I'm getting rejected by the females and constantly getting ridiculed, then maybe it could have, well, had a different effect. Yeah, quite a possibility. Um, before Before we kind of go into the topic properly... What's your take on um, cultural confidence? And when I say that, I mean, so we, we are of Jamaican heritage and um, I feel like that with Jamaican people and, um, you know, even the diaspora who are still very much involved in the culture, do you agree that we have this level of confidence that maybe other cultures don't have? Because I can't, I kind of, I kind of feel like, um, I'm like, and like I said, I'm not saying that you know, just because you're Jamaican, you're you're confident, but I do feel like that, um, there, there's there's this level of kind of like, I don't know if it's pride, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's this level of kind of like respect or not even respect, I just it's just it's just it's just a confidence, like, for example, like when you when you go to when you go to Jamaica and you kind of see people, whether they're whether they're dirt poor, whether they got money, it doesn't matter. They all still seem to hold this level of esteem. I am somebody. Do you understand what mm. I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I remember my mum, our mum, mum. Sorry, I, we 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 say that people think we're weird, but. If we're like talking to one another, we'll be like, "Oh, have you spoken to my mum? Have you spoken to my dad?" Actually, I'm a first first born. She's, she's <laughs> I'm my a mother middle, first. You know? I'm a middle child. Anyway, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, so she would always say, you know, just remembering life, no one's better than you. You know what I mean? Um, not even the queen, the queen's children, even though they hold position, they're not better than you as a human being. So I would always hold on to that. 
I remember her saying that. She'd always say it, but I, you know, my, I didn't really understand why she would say that. She'd always say, you know, make sure, just remember that no matter how much money someone has, they know better than you. It's only mm-hmm. material. Yeah. I was like, okay. But then I suppose going to secondary school, I think that's where I probably encountered a lot of racism. I think that's where, towards the end of primary, towards the end of, yeah, primary school, going into secondary school, I think that's when I experienced racism. It got worse in secondary school. And that's when I realised that you, I knew that there was a difference, obviously, in people, skin colour, culture, etc. But then, then I realised at secondary school that there was a real people had a real hatred for, for some people. for someone of a different yeah. So would you say that affected your confidence in any way? You know, whether it be in your schoolwork or anything like that. Yeah, because you have to understand that we were brought up in a household where what we was God fearing. You know, we taught Christian values instilled in us. Be kind to thy neighbour. You know, treat everyone how you like to be treated. You know, welcome everyone with an open heart, etc. But then, like, going to school and being around different people, even some teachers, I was experiencing things that I didn't expect. So it was almost like a... What's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like a um, culture shock mm-hmm. to an extent where I'm being told one thing by my mother, but I'm experiencing something else in, a, in, in an environment that should be, do you know what I mean, leading me to excel in life. So it kind of made me question a lot of things, like, you know, what is really real? Like, what is... Did it make it? Did it make you kind of question your own confidence? Because if you've been brought up to be, you know, believe in yourself, no one's better than you. But then you're going to an, a place five days a week, and you're experiencing experiencing racism from your peers and your teachers. Surely that must have had some effect on your confidence, because yeah, I mean, psychologically, at, there was an incident. I don't really want to go into too much depth, but. Oh, well, this is Lovely Bear, you know, we try to get to the root of the problem. So speak. Uh, okay, I remember there was one incident at school where the teacher, I won't name the teacher, I don't really want to name the teacher, but the teacher stopped the class. Someone was reading, one of them, one of my other pupils were reading and I was the only black black yeah I was only a black boy in my class and in the first year what's that is that year seven I think I was doing quite well I had I was getting top marks in French science etc etc um I don't know this I think this incident occurred maybe in the second or third year I can't remember but I remember the teacher maybe I think it was the second year I remember the teacher this particular teacher he stopped the class this other boy was reading and he stopped the class and he was like, everyone, I want you to really listen to this particular pupil, how he was, how, how he articulates himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he the, the, the level of English he uses, his pronunciations, his grammar, everything's on point. But now, if you look at someone like Darren, he, he's, he's going to struggle. He's someone that's going to struggle. And I, and 
people looked around. I remember some pupils to this day, they they turned around and they looked at me as if to say, what the... F-? Well, yeah, what, what's that? And I was taken aback. I was thinking, hold on a minute, why am I being singled out like this? Like, what's going on here? Like, like English isn't your first language. Like, yeah, you weren't born but, in the but UK. But even like... I, just, I didn't have... I wasn't failing in any... I wasn't failing any... Like, my, my marks were on point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't experiencing any struggle. Yeah. So I remember that happening. I was thinking, whoa, like, what's going on here? So then, but then there was other incidents with other teachers. Another teacher made a, inc- made a remark like, something happens um, outside of school and um, we was reported by, um, I think, a member of the public was first in school uniform and so like, you know, there was a group of guys that they they done this. It was nothing really. Yeah, major. I mean, we all got those phone calls. Yeah, I, mean, I think we yeah. maybe like threw conkers at a car or something. I don't know. It was bad. Don't get me wrong. But then one teacher pulled me up about it and he said, "Oh, I was meant to understand that you was involved in that." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, sorry about that." Then he said to me, "You, know, you shouldn't even be here." Wow. So wow. I'm like, you know, like what is wow. what is going on here? So what? How old were you then? I think I must have been about 13, 14. Okay, so you'd have been in what year? Year eight, year nine? Yeah. Two years left of school. So I remember coming home and telling my mom, telling mom like, you know, th- there's some things going on at school, like mm. that, you know, but she she wasn't having it. She was like, no, that's a very good school. Where you're going, you need to be, you need to understand that you're, you're very privileged because not a lot of people get the opportunity to go to that school and you must be mistaken. Basically, she was just shutting it down. Shutting she it down. she wasn't mm. having it that that was going and on. That's, and that and that and I feel like that's a that's that that's a that was a that's a typical um parent response of that time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if that was now, I feel like today's parents wouldn't have a bar of that because you know, racism is so is so public and it's so out there now mm. and everyone's getting pulled up on it. Do you understand what I mean? Um, so, so, so following that from what you can remember, did that, did that affect how you spent your last few years? Because if you're, if, if you're getting, like I said earlier, if you're getting, if you're getting that from your peers and then you're also getting your own teachers, teachers putting you down, how how did you kind of manage that? Do you know what? Um, I don't know. I just persevered. Like it would. I remember one time, one one um, one pupil. It's the classroom situation again. The older we got, I think the worse it got. But you could call it banter, in a sense. But it had this racial undertones. Tone, yeah. mm-hmm. So I remember there was one guy saying, you know. Ah, uh, you know, Jesus looks like me. You look like a monkey. So who is your creator? Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it wow. was, it was, it was, it was rife. Wow. But the thing is, is like, we would give. I'm someone. You'd give as good as you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let it kind of break me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think at one point it, it sometimes it would get to me because obviously I'm young. Mm. But at the same time, that experience made me stronger mm-hmm. i think 
having gone through that, I didn't allow anyone to like break me down. I didn't cry. I didn't allow myself to get bullied. I would just give as good as I got. But some things that were said did make me think, you know, like, yeah, why is Jesus, you know, why or portrayed like that? And the fact that he's saying this to me, hmm. you know what I mean? But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, the colour thing wasn't really an issue for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't see... I don't know. I, at that age, it just didn't bother me like that. Mm-hmm. As far as I was concerned, my mum told me, be a good person, pray, and God will work his will for you. So I wasn't really... That's what I was focused on. I wasn't okay. really bothered about the whole colour thing of Jesus, etc. But um, yeah, definitely that experience hardened my character, but it just made me... I think it prepared me for even going out in the world and just dealing with people who are blatantly... They will try and wind you up. Yeah. They will try and push your buttons. Mm-hmm. You know, they will and try... And I guess it's a boys' school as well. No, I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for the racial... Mm. Um, but boys do tend to be a bit more probably unpleasant to each other. That's just how it is. Do you know what I mean? Like... I think girls can give their... You know, the g- girls can... I mean, I never really... I never experienced any racism um, in secondary school at all. Because um, I think by then I was probably a bit more of a... I feel like but by year eight, I think I was quite assured and firm in, and firm in who I was. For me... I feel like I started to understand racism when I was quite young, when I was about five, because all through primary school and junior school, I was the only black girl um, in my year. Okay. Um, and there was like a few black boys and whatever. But even though there were a few black boys, you still kind of felt alone because there was no, yeah, there's no yeah, other female yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But don't get me wrong, like I say, like for me, like the, the differences that I kind of, that were pointed out to me would be from other, from other girls, like, you know, like I'd have my hair cane rubbed, for example, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're bald in between your plaits." Oh my god, you're bald! And I'd be like, "Oh my god, am I bald?" Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was a little silly. It was never, it was never like a blatant, "You black this, you black that." But it was just, I think, probably just more the lack of, um, probably understanding on their part. Do, do you know what I mean? Love, laid, bare. Um, so. I want to talk about the term light skin privilege. What do you understand by that term? What do I understand by that term? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, you know, going out to the club, some people are trying to get the lighty, as they say. Um, light skinned girls tend to be prettier. That's the kind of stereotype that's kind of thrown out there. Um, me being light skinned at school, like that didn't help me. I still got, I still got the one, the other pupils letting me know <laughs> what side I was on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so do you so do you think confidence wise and self esteem wise, do you think that you have benefited from having light skin privilege? Um, so basically, if I make a comparison, because obviously you can't see my brother, but I would probably put him in terms of complexion. He's probably, you know, without a holiday tan, you're probably looking at like maybe Beyonce. Would you say? Would you agree? I can't use a male 
Um, a male comparison. Yeah, um, I'm feeling this B <laughs> comparison. Uh, a male comparison. Who's like Beyonce? Um, gosh. Am I, am I a bit lighter than Henri? Yeah, yeah, you're lighter than Henri. Yeah, I'd say lighter than Henri. Um, so do you think... And because and the reason I'm asking this is because I think back in those times, so we're talking like the 90s going into the early 2000s, I feel like, no, listen, even going way back from the 80s, 90s, I think for men, being light-skinned was like the... Because I even remember in school, we'd be like, you know, this the, the Chris Skeet guy nine times out of ten was going to be light-skinned. I'm not saying that dark skin guys weren't attractive, but it was, like, the thing. Do you know what I mean? And if, you, if it was light-skinned with green eyes, look, it was, it was, yeah, he's a skeet. He's, he's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. So do you think that you've possibly benefited from light-skinned privilege? And, and another reason why I'm saying that as well is because I feel like, it's only been really very recently, and I'd say maybe in the last 10, 15 years, that um, I think dark-skinned guys have had a bit more of a, a platform and o- almost, um, what am I trying to say? like Confidence. Confidence. Like, almost like they're kind of, not in fashion, I don't mean it like that, but they're kind of in right now. Like most guy, girls want to date a dark-skinned guy with a beard, da 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 Do you understand what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely been the case. Um, but again, like I said, growing up, um, how I was my self esteem was shaped from you know my um, my issues growing up. Um, the other dark skinned males, my friends at school, they would point out that I was light skinned, but to uh, it was made to make it derogatory. Interesting. Say like, oh, you know, you look like you got a tan from China. Ha ha ha. Do you know what I mean? Oh. But it was again, it was banter. I didn't take it personally. Hmm. Again, they would make me know. It would be that a regular you. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So you're, you're red skin, you're light skin, and me, per, me growing up. I mean, like we've had a lot of people in our family varying color. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. You know, I mean, that is darker than mum grandma's fairly dark skin cousins vary in tones and i mean so some cut some of our cousins are mixed race i mean different they're different colors so me us growing up do you know what i mean i didn't see color as an issue yeah so that's what i'm trying to say maybe we maybe we was had a sheltered life maybe we um was in a bubble um, growing up so like i'm saying i've grown up seeing we have we used to have party, parties regular birthday parties yeah mm-hmm. so we'd have friends come over like family white kids black kids mixed race, race kids yeah. indian you know what i mean so mm. growing up it was all just one it's only going into secondary school that's when i was taught actually no there's a difference and some people when i make you know there's a difference mm-hmm. and even some of those people were my friends so you hear it one time are oh, you're, you're light-skinned second time are oh, you like you could be chinese third time you're this you're that so it's, it'd be a constant thing 
this colour kept coming up, kept coming up. Mm-hmm. So it made me think to myself, you know, maybe this, then maybe there's something in it. What, like, what is it? What, what is, what is this all about? Like, but then you see how maybe other dark skinned people treat other dark skinned people. Like, we go out, go to parties, and I was getting, starting to get attention. So, like I said before, once my braces came off and my teeth were, my mangled teeth were fixed, I still was, my self esteem was still molded. In okay. that sense, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. wasn't like braces come off and everything was hunky dory. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was still conscious of maybe speaking, opening my mouth, interacting with people. Because just because for so many years of being conscious of opening your mouth and talking and you know what I mean you still that mindset is still, mindset is still there you're still there so probably later on in teens like I said um don't want to get into this but I didn't use my virginity I don't think until late oh really how old I think eighteen really yeah oh go on high five respect. You know, um, I don't know if that was me fearing God or not. I don't know, but um, <laughs> same belief. <laughs> but I think I believe again because of that experience, it made me probably a bit less reluctant to interact with females in that in that sense. Do 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 you think? Because um, I know obviously people hearing that you've gone to an all boys school, and people that haven't gone to a same sex school don't really get it. Um, in your opinion, do you think you would have felt a bit more confident had you gone to a mixed sex school with girls? Well, I don't know because I didn't go. I don't, I don't know. Like it's like we said before, if I was getting um, assaulted like like verbally by females, maybe it could have made me. Who knows what kind of effect that could have had on me? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so it's hard to say. But um, maybe um, you know, not, I don't think all females would have been that vicious. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would have been, you know, easier for me to interact. So okay, do you think that um, being light skinned, as they say, do you think that has um, benefited benefited you when it's come to um, dating? You know, chatting up girls, kind of thing. Do you feel like you had uh, maybe an easier ride in comparison to maybe your darker friends? If I'm honest with myself, um, I do think, but then I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the, is it because I'm light-skinned or is it just because I'm... Because I'm handsome. Yeah, because I'm just an Adonis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because, you know what I mean, there's, there's dark-skinned guys that are, that are handsome, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, and obviously not, we're not disputing that. Okay, so... But, do you think if you were dark skin, do you think you would have got the same level of attention that you did back then? I'm not saying you don't get attention now, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, there, there is a difference. There is a difference. Um, and thinking back again now, even with at school, um, <laughs> I remember there was one guy saying, oh, Darren, you know, you're kind of like a... A, a, you're like a black or white man you're all right you're you're like a black white man i was like what do you mean by that but he was referring again to my my skin tone okay mm-hmm. like he could 
it's almost like you were saying, oh, you know, we can. You're you're relatable because yeah, yeah. almost mm-hmm. in a sense. I was thinking, mm, just you just experiencing different things from different mm. people, and it just sticks with you. Like I'm saying, that was how many years ago, but I still remember it. Yeah, because these kind of comments and these emotions displayed by other people, it, it kind of forms you in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. because you know, thinking, okay, so this person thinks like this, this person thinks like that, and yeah, like I said, there'll be times, I'll be at parties, girls will come up to me, to the point where I probably didn't even need to probably work on my my bars. In a sense, because they were just because they would kind of let me know they're interested. Yeah. So, and I did notice it. The later on I got in life, like late teens, early twenties, it kind of made me realize that okay, she does like me. Mm-hmm. But then why does she like me? I used to question that as well. Like, what? Why? What is it? But I didn't really want to believe it was a color thing. I, mean, I thought maybe it's because I'm a nice person. I had but a nice aura. Yeah, mm. nice energy about me, which I do think I have. But yeah, no, that's true. But I think to a degree there is because I've there's, I've interacted with other females and they've said to me like you know, I like guys your complexion. That's coming from white girls, mixed race girls, dark skinned girls. They've said that, so I, I I couldn't lie and say that's not true. It is true. Unfortunately, people do. They are they are judgmental like that. So I personally, maybe I have benefited from that. Well, there you have it, guys. We have a light-skinned person that has admitted to having light-skinned privilege. You heard it here first on Lovely Bear. No, I'm joking. But what I would say <laughs> is that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Because no, there have been yeah. times where mm. some girls said to me, no, 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 you're too light for me. But because I understand that, it takes many to make the world go around. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just life. Life is, um, it's, it's, it's competition. You know what I mean? So, um, you're not going to be everyone's flavor. Yeah. So, it just it is what it is. Um, I don't you know. I get that because I remember back in the day there was this guy that I was talking to, and I'm, I think he was. I think he was mixed race. I think he was, but he like he was actually lighter than you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like there was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with him personality wise. There was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with him, but his yeah, his complexion just didn't just didn't do it for me. Like I'm not I'm not saying that. It wouldn't now, but I think just back then I was a bit like, nah, you're 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 a bit too light. But what's funny, because sometimes I do I do think about this. When I look back at a lot of my old girlfriends, what do you notice about them? They're they're all darkish. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a subconscious thing of yeah, and uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I do feel like that. I sometimes feel like almost the fairer you are is the darker you kind of go. It does, I, don't, I don't think it applies to everybody, but for me, it's almost like you're kind of chasing that melanin that you don't, <laughs> that you don't have yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Does that does that make sense? No, no, yeah. Like, Sometimes I wonder. And it, and I don't it's know not, if you're it's, Yeah, like it's not, I don't, it's not even a conscious thing, uh, but... It's, I don't know, it's, yeah. 
it's, it's almost like you you want to procreate it's like it's like your your kind of um animal instinct wants you to kind of get back to the motherland do you know what i mean because you've been kind of diluted and washed out oh he's easy what <laughs> okay but darren the facts the facts are in it do you know what i mean like are you trying to roast me no no okay all right but okay but the thing is okay so you i don't know if you if you know what i look like but um i'm darker than my brother but then some people still refer to me as light skin and i'm like so for me, I'm like, I look at my mum and my brother and I'm like, I ain't light-skinned. <laughs> they are. Not that, it, not that it's a disrespect, you get what I'm saying? But I'm like, you know, and I think and, and I think for me as well, I feel like there's just sometimes some very negative connotations that people attach, especially to light-skinned women, um, that, you know, they think they're too nice or, you know, they're just extra privileged and all this kind of stuff. That doesn't apply to me. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and, I, and, I, and I just, I don't like stereotypes anyway, mm. so... Yeah, I don't really like that kind of that all that jazz. Okay, so let's talk about um, men in general. One thing that I've always wondered over the years. So let's talk Love. about raving. Mm-hmm. Late, yep. right now Bam. we're from an era of really. I feel like when we started raving, it was nice. T- it was nice times. Like there wasn't. Um, it, there wasn't I feel like the beef really started to come maybe what the early 2000s going forward do you know what I mean I'm talking about like the big beef and raise where it was like man is screwing man and it was just there's just tension in the air all the time like I feel like there was a time ducking bullets you know, there was a time where it's like you would go out and everybody was just on a nice vibe but then something changed I don't know what I don't know what happened, but something changed and the raves became a lot more everyone's kind of I wouldn't say everybody, it's the guys. The guys are watching guys, you know, if you stepped on someone's foot accidentally or might accidentally barge somebody in the club, it could be a very big situation over nothing. Now, for me, if you two don't have any previous beef, if nothing intentional has actually gone on why are men so jumpy why you know like why well, well, we're looking at why are you looking at me for okay but he wasn't even looking at you why are you so jumpy what why why is your self-esteem why is your confidence so low that like you're automatically like just frazzled like oh why are you looking at me where do you think where do you think this comfort this 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 self-esteem confidence issues come from because i don't care what anyone says that is a self-esteem and confidence issue um that's different people have their reasons for being like that um but our self-esteem is definitely probably at the crux of it but why their self-esteem is the way it is i don't know some people some guys it could be a thing of um a color thing maybe it could be you know oh, your lights can you're gonna get all the girls so maybe they want, might want to feel out feel on edge or maybe um they had they went through some sort of trauma in their environment and where they were violated i don't know and maybe them. um yeah, but how many re- how many are we really talking um i think it's probably a minority you think yeah. so 
I don't know. Back in the day, like really? Are you talking about back in the day? Yeah. Back in the day, he was a minority. That's what. But I like for me, I feel like back in the day, there was a period of time where there was not really any beef. I remember like maybe a couple under 18s things, but that's just because boys are stupid. Um, but I'm talking about when we are raving like 17, 18, 19, I feel like there was a period of time where everything was cool. And then, like I said, it all kind of, it all kind of changed. And, and now you kind of have, you know, in a lot of rep clubs and raves, and I'm talking about, you know, maybe exclusively black raves of certain genres you still have the kind of bravado and the standing in the corner with your sunglasses on in the pitch black rave trying to appear to be a certain way i don't i don't know the i can't say i know i've got a definitive answer but i remember growing up um the jungle jungle raves were cool everyone was on a love kind of vibe um people done their drugs people done their drink but you didn't really see no there wasn't none of that negative energy like that Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then it did come along and then i remember guys coming along kind of spoiling that then people kind of moved to house and garage garage yeah house and garage was just nice soulful vocals yeah you know i mean gospel vocals positive um messages through the vocals love through the vocals so it'd be kind of difficult you couldn't really be in the dance and wanting to screw someone like that because the you're, music, he- you're the hearing music, yeah the music didn't Kelly reflect LaRock that yeah and the energy didn't Wookie reflect giving that. out certain messages mm. you get me so it was like a positive thing it was a positive vibe so what you're saying is are you trying to blame pay as you go because you know what though Do you know i think what? i think i think once the vocals start changing the energy changes and if you have to yeah. remember that people are mm. reactive to we it's, to no, it's, it's no it's not rocket science yeah you you want you want to create a vibe as a dj for man and woman to get together and have a slow down session and you know what i mean you play certain tunes mm. it's not rocket science you know what i mean you want to hype man or whatever you want to get you want to get lit or whatever you put on certain high tempo trucks and that'll take you to another level but then it's like with anything. Some people, when they drink, they're happy drunk. Some people, when they drink, they get aggressive. Some people, when they smoke, they, they just want to relax and chill. Some people, when they smoke, it might send them off on one. So it, it depends what's going on in the individual's mind, I think. Like, whatever's going on inside of you, when you take that kind of substance, alcohol, drugs, or whatever, it's just going to enhance... Whatever it is that you're feeling. Whatever that's within. Mm-hmm. So, me personally... I can go, I can hear Heartless, I can hear Page go, like back in the day, so solid, whatever. They could be saying whatever. I'll shank ten I'll shank twenty men. I'll do this bang bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me And you're smiling as you're saying I it. I could be yeah. I could be scrubbing <laughs> down a chick to that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll scrub her down to that. But some man, maybe that just sends them off on something. Maybe they all of a sudden that tone, that high that 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 aggressive tone maybe sets them on alert like mm. fight or flight i don't know but the thing do you know what like i feel but I, i'll give you i'll give you a classic i'm gonna I'm gonna call it a case study because um when when i used to um like do promoting of raves and stuff and like do kind of door cashier work and stuff for the raves we used to put on um what i would do at 
some of the raves is every single person that walked through the door, mm-hmm. every single person that came to me and paid with a ticket or cash, I would give them a compliment. Yeah? Man, girl, but specifically to the men. I made the men feel good. And, you know, on those nights when I specifically did that, there was not even an ounce of an eyeball or nothing. Mm. Why? Because people felt good. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And I think what it is, <laughs> some of the DJs didn't help. But again, it's it's what's inside of you. Some of them would be like, all the men from North London, you hear some people shout. All the men from East Shh. London, all the men from West London, all the men from South Yay! London. So, <laughs> coming from South London, South London used to always get the highest. Highest, yeah. Cheers. So, thinking back, how did that make some man from North East, East and Westfield? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not Port, thinking of it like that. Poor things. But you know what I mean? But it No, but it's true though. And, and but the thing is it's it's even the same now. Like but I, I feel like maybe the North North East and West have got a bit more confidence. But the thing is now they just run South people because they just think we're all ghetto. Um, as you can sound, as you can hear. Yeah, even really, yeah, we? even like when abroad go abroad, you talk yeah. to people from London and oh my god, where are you from? South London. South. Oh my god. Like and you're like, really? And it's even mm. even now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I'm not taking it like that, but then just because I'm not taking it like that, it doesn't mean other people don't have their perspective mm. on that where you come from, your geographic location. Then because of that now, people from north, east, south, they might not know how someone else flexes. So even though you could all be black within that within that dance hall. They, so I think some of us, some of us as well, don't know how to be at ease with each other. Yeah. As well. So and why? But why is that? Is it? I don't know. Is it media manipulation? I don't, mm, know. I don't know. I don't. Can you blame the media for? I don't know. I don't. No, I don't think so. I like I said. I still. I still feel like this is um, a lack of self confidence within people and 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 it's and like i said i feel like the more bravado people try to put out there is the less secure that they are in themselves do you understand what i'm saying like why unless you're unless you're taking m dizzle or whatever why are you covering the windows to your soul why do you not want someone else to actually see you for who you are and i may be going a bit deep here but this is actually the reality of the situation as far as i'm concerned do you know what I mean? You're hiding. You're hiding behind. You're hiding behind all of this stuff. You're hi- You're hiding behind a car. You're hiding behind your shades. You're hiding behind your designer clothes. You're hiding behind all these things, and you've got all these things that make you appear a certain way, but actually you're not. You're not. Empty vessel. Do you understand maybe? what I'm saying? Right. And like, I suppose it comes down to again, what makes you proud to be who you are, and. Some people for years, I suppose, growing up from other ethnic um, backgrounds, maybe they weren't like growing up in my my age, my era at school. If I'm being honest, a lot of the African guys weren't really. They wouldn't really tell you from the from the goal that they were African or that they were. Yes, that's, some a lot yeah. of them had like mm. English names. Hmm. Which I'm trying to say, so I might go to school or have a friend down the road, 
Boy Scouts, whatever, I know him as Michael. But then if I call if I call his house and speak to his dad and say, Oh, is Michael there? He might say, Oh, who? You mean Kwame or Ade or you know what I mean? Just mm. that mm. that happened. Yeah. So then it made me think, Oh, why have you got a different name? Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and, and I think I feel like a lot of kids of African descent as well, um, would pretend that they were Jamaican because Again, I feel like Jamaicans were the popular cultural choice, especially in the 80s and I would say early to mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, and I think obviously going back, Windrush era coming here, they kind of laid a foundation in a sense where mm. they integrated with the dominant um group here so you know i mean through the music the culture yeah they became Mm -hmm. used to you like the the europeans here is the dominant nation so in that sense it's like what from 50s 60s so by the time we come along now they're really familiar with us yeah so like you're not part of the family in that sense Mm. but we 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 were used to you yeah so Mm -hmm. bit of bob marley yeah you know what i mean yeah so (laughs) Ska music, reggae yeah, music, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that familiarity is already there to the point where it's being copied, UB40, etc. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's Boy George, etc. that they, they tried to run a little rendition on it, so it was it was accepted. Um so maybe those growing up, they like again, they might be getting it like I did at home. Maybe they've been told by their parents, be proud of who you are, you know, your roots, etc. But then when they're stepping out into the world, they're not getting that. Yeah. You know? What are your thoughts on, do you think there could be like a, a link between, um, say, poverty and self-esteem? And the reason why I ask that is because as, as I was listening to you talk, I was kind of thinking from all the things that you've said, like thinking from a listener's point of view. So you've grown up in a two parent home, um, in the suburbs. You've gone to a really, really good school, even though you experienced some racism. Um, and you also, you know, you kind of were, you had the benefit of light skin privilege. So, Although, yes, you might have had mangled teeth and the general kind of um, angst that teenage teenagers have growing up. Um, do you think that in comparison to somebody who has come from a broken family, has come from a council estate somewhere, um, who is dark skin and also has mangled teeth, for argument's sake, um do you think those factors could very well affect their level of self-esteem? Yeah, definitely, 100%. But, I mean, anything can affect your self-esteem. Some A man could have 100 million in the bank. He might lose 10 million. He might, he might knock him. Do you know what I mean? In, it happens. There's, there's stories of people losing half their fortune and they're going to top themselves. Do you know what I mean? But it's all about strength of character. Um, no doubt you know I mean you've got X amount of resources and you look across the road and someone's got 
20 times what you have, you're always going to think that the grass is green on the other side. Mm-hmm. So naturally, it's going to have that. But then what tools, what's being taught, what's being instilled in you from young? So like I said, my mother, our mother, always said, no matter who you, in, who you um, come across in life, no matter what they have, never accept that they are better than you. You're all, we're all human. Anything you have, you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. So, so, so like I'm saying, there's certain values that she instilled in us that I still hold on to. And it shows, it proves it. Because, you know what I mean, there's people out there, they got more money than me. You know what I mean? They got how many houses, how many cars, how many men, women in their life, but they could be empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that shows me that material can take you so far. Money is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Like we all, money can solve a lot of problems, but it's not the be all and end all. Money is a vehicle. But obviously poverty, poverty can have an effect on you. You can have a, you know what I mean? There's, there's levels of poverty. That can definitely affect you. Love laid bare. How affected do you think? Um, I mean, obviously, we we understand that you are an Adonis, so these things don't kind of bother you. But how affected do you think men are by um, body image and kind of material things in terms of dating and relationships? I think um, maybe I was lucky. Um, growing up, social media wasn't at its height now. It was probably non-existent, I guess, growing up. But nowadays, you know, everything's on show 24-7. So, yeah, if I was growing up now, maybe <laughs> my traumatic experience would be times by 10, 20. Um say it again and repeat the question again so basically what i was saying was is you know how god what did i say i think i i think i was saying how do you think men are easily affected by things such as you know wealth that isn't even what i said you know but about body image body Um, image and you know for, for attracting women material things Again, it depends on the men. Um, I'm just trying to think back to my experiences. So like, really, we still got a man here that suffers from extreme low esteem because, you know, this Adonis over here is just, <laughs> he's like, well, this is a bus. I don't know, like, I don't know about these other guys, but me, like, I'm all right still. <laughs> no, 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 but like, like, looking at myself sometimes, I think maybe I'm, I'm a bit slim. I could tone up a bit on a bit more weight do you know what I mean so later on in life I'm thinking that way but okay like so do have you ever felt pressured to have certain things do you understand what I mean like have you ever felt pressured to have like oh you know I should have a I don't know an Audi RA and I should have like a five bedroom house um yeah, I suppose when I was at 
growing up at school, um, leaving school, sorry, um, from like going to college, some guys would have cars, start working, etc. And I think there was at one point I was thinking to myself, I need to have that. Mm-hmm. I need to get this. But then I think my life kind of took a turn where I started to, I wanted to seek things that were beyond material, if you know what I mean. So I wanted mm-hmm. to learn more. I was curious more about the psychology of man and, you know, history. I wanted to know about, you know, where did we come from as a people? What's the true origins of of us? So that kind of, that was almost like probably my, that became my passion in a sense. So I didn't, I wasn't really chasing the material mm-hmm. as such. But I feel like when I interact with those guys who are chasing the material with a passion, I, from just from my perception, they seem a bit lacking in cultural origin roots mm-hmm. like knowing you know where they're from when i say where they're from like we're not talking about you know where their parents or grandparents are from as uh, in like who are you really 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 is that what you mean um yeah just knowing like they're i'm talking from an ethnic perspective like black talking from a black perspective but knowing like the the history going back for like when you know we ruled certain empires etc that's the kind of things that's certain teachers from you'd call legends greats like those are the kind of people that i was more interested in learning from like what 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 were they teaching but the guys who were more chasing the cars and the money and the girls they wasn't really on that so and I suppose that's why, in another sense, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I wasn't interested in girls, but learning was a bit of a passion for me. Yeah. So I, I didn't really chase women like that. But at the same time, I was getting attention. So mm-hmm. I, I did entertain them. Yeah. Know, I'm trying to say, but it wasn't really something like, I wasn't really, oh, I must get this girl. I must, you know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't, Yeah. I wasn't. So it's, so it's almost like you didn't have to put, you didn't have to put the work in. Whereas, yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas you know, like typically they say that you know, um, a man's car. <laughs> they say like a man's car is an extension of his penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So men want the flashier car because it makes them feel like even more manly, so they can attract yeah a female more. You know, down to their clothing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants nice things, um, but it's about having, I guess. Um, yeah. other things because there are other things like you say that are important like your spirituality your learning understanding where you come from um all those things are important and and you know perhaps that does also kind of yeah and like affect all the all the i guess the things that we were speaking about earlier you know guys going out and just almost seeking trouble and just generally walking around quite agitated and probably not even understanding or knowing why yeah, it's like, because that experience, what that showed me was, because I wasn't really someone that was flush with money. I wasn't, I, I was, my, my, my friends can probably attest to this. I wasn't someone that was, um, I wasn't, 
I don't want to say I was lazy, but I wasn't money. I wasn't chasing money. You weren't money oriented. I mean, I wasn't money oriented like that. If I wake up in the morning, some people are thinking, I need to get this bread. I need to get this money. But maybe because I was fortunate in a situation where I wasn't really wanting for much. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, so my experience is different to someone else's. Yeah. But I wasn't really wanting for anything financially like that. But at the same time, even though I had, I wasn't necessarily the best dressed mm -hmm. out of my friends. Yeah. Some of my friends, if I'm thinking about it, I didn't really have that probably a big selection of clothes, really. Mm -hmm. But some of my friends would have what was popping back in the day. They would have, you know I mean, Nikes. Iceberg. I probably had one or two iceberg jeans, one or two. But a certain man would have a wardrobe flush of Moschino, DNG, John. I'm trying to say like mm -hmm. they, they would they would take more pride in their appearance than me. Yeah, I wasn't really. You, you didn't really walk around like you were homeless. No, but what I'm trying to say is, some guys would make sure that they were popping tags. Yeah, yeah. The the name brand had to run. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you couldn't just have one or two name brand. You had to have. Your wardrobe had to look like you were shopping in Probito. Was it Probito back yeah, in the day? Probitos, yeah, Probito's, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but I wasn't really... I wasn't, I wasn't really interested. That, that that didn't phase me. I wasn't mm -hmm. really drawn to that. Yeah. But then, and I think I'm looking back now, Some the way some people are going about name brand, it's almost like the more name brand they had, clothes, jacket, jeans, Averex, this, that, it's almost like that heightened their... Their confidence. Their confidence. And I remember clocking that from an early age. And like I'm saying, I never really... I wasn't someone... I don't think I even owned an Averitz jacket. Mm. Me neither, actually. But <laughs> I was just happy to be in an environment where there's music and there's other people. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I probably I did get trashed a few times with what, what I might have been wearing or people might have said, oh, man's wearing the same clothes again. Do you know what I mean? I would hear these little comments. But it didn't make me want to go and get more clothes yeah you know i'm trying mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. and then because like i said my, my my late teens going into my early 20s i was more chasing a knowledge thing i wanted mm -hmm. to know like more about you know the egyptians different cultures you know what i mean the origins of the bible religion etc that more captivated my mind yeah so like i'm saying but i would still try and balance it where i'd be going out partying but I didn't, like I said, I wasn't running down women, I wasn't running down money, but I was still getting the attention. Yeah. And I'm seeing guys run down money, do all these things, and not be as successful maybe with ladies or mm -hmm. even within themselves. Like, ladies, getting attention from women can help your confidence, don't get me wrong, but even though they had money, etc. and all that, they, some of them still seemed a bit empty. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily my close friends, but when you go out, yeah. some guys, they look like they've got it all. They're at the bar. You know what I mean? They're popping champers, but they're still, they don't look happy. Yeah. So then it made me realise, is this all just an illusion, mm. in a sense? Love. Laid. Bear. What do you think about, um, I feel like n nowadays it's getting better and I feel like men are... Um, kind of encouraged to express their emotions a bit more um personally for me um the reason why i like to do kind of male 
centered topics is because I want men to start opening up more. Um, that's the whole purpose of Love Low Base, to get to the root of the problem, get everybody talking and open up a conversation. So in terms of, like I say, you know, men and their emotions and them expressing them openly and willingly, do you think that the lack of that does affect male self-esteem and confidence? I mean, yeah, nowadays you've got like, just look at the, look at the music talking from like a black perspective like who who out there is really would you say is masculine the top rappers now drake young thug kanye are they are they too um what's what i'm looking for Not, not self-aware, but are they are they are they too emotional? I think back in the day, growing up, you had like me growing up, like back in the day, what DMX, um, Biggie, Biggie, Tupac. Tupac. It was like a strong masculine masculinity. Nice. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh-huh. there wasn't really that that on that kind of platform. You didn't see people. Like pouring their heart out, maybe that R and B. It might be like you know one twelve or I don't know John B Carl or Babyface. I mean, they might be a few Usher tunes. I mean, they'd be pouring out their heart to a female, but you kind of had a balance. So yes, that's very true. I there think was, was a balance. balance. Like it would be. Whereas now there is no balance. Do you know what I mean, you'd have the the, the hip hop, the, the the strong masculine artists featuring the R and B. Chick mm-hmm. That's or, very true. Yeah. Or R and B, maybe like a Donnell Jones or something. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say something. there'll be yeah. a balance. Mm-hmm. But maybe like now, you look at someone like Drake, for example, he's kind of doing both sides. He's rapping and he's doing the emotional singing and pouring his heart out. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but But why but why do we but this is the thing, I kind of feel like I think the problem is even in what you just said there because why are we attaching emotion to feminine traits? I, I think that's the problem because emotion is emotion. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. understand what I mean? We all feel the, the emotion the same way. I just feel like um, we are encouraged to, um, depending on your gender, is how you kind of process that and how you kind of, you know, deliver it, deliver it outwardly, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, like you say, emotions are emotions. We're humans, humans, man and woman. We have emotions, um, but I think back then it was deemed um, females are typically more emotional than males. Um, coming from a just our, our background as well, um, Jamaican background, listening to music, seeing other males interact. You, you wasn't really men are kind of almost taught or programmed to be strong you know what i mean masculine you know what i mean there's going to be problems coming in the world you need to just deal with it so there wasn't really we had to be we grew up we had that tough love you know and i'm saying it wasn't really anytime you'd really cry <laughs> in your bed crying you know what i mean you wouldn't show 
publicly, you wouldn't show that emotion. It'd be like a sense of weakness, in a sense, to display that openly. So maybe men don't cry enough when we should do. Sometimes people only cry, maybe at funerals, etc. And that can lead to a lot of built-up um, emotion that's just stored. And then when certain situations do arise and situations come up, then there's just an, an overspilling of emotion. So in terms of you personally, so would you say that you aren't really afraid to kind of display your emotion? Do you, do, do you see what I mean? Are you, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you cry. Have you? I'm trying to think. Have I ever seen you cry? Maybe at funerals. Maybe, maybe. At, yeah, funerals. Yeah, but then I feel like it's only maybe because you've been drunk. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean. Like, yeah, sometimes that that can play a part still, especially when you get bored from a funeral. That's <laughs> happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just peak. Just whisper off the mic. Whose funeral did you get bored from? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, and see, that that is one time where I remember you crying, and I I do remember, but you weren't, but you were like really crying, and, and I remember thinking, I didn't know you were that close, but but, <laughs> but I also understood that you had been drinking. So in that example, and if you don't mind talking about it, um, do you feel like? At that time when maybe you were crying, do you think maybe you were crying about other things as well? Because that was almost a moment for you to kind of unleash and maybe let some... Because obviously, yeah. when you when you cry, this is, I think, maybe what a lot of people don't understand as well, is that when you cry, you release stress hormones. If you examine the tears of someone who... Um, different types of tears, you there were different hormones in those tears and the water structure is different. Do you understand what I mean? So, yeah, do, do, do you think that maybe this was you releasing a lot of things that maybe you had pent up? Yeah, I can believe that. Um, I, I'm trying to remember because it was a while ago. I can't remember where I was mentally at that time. So I'm trying to think what else emotionally was going on. Um, I had a girlfriend. I think we were living together. Um, I mean, yeah, she maybe some of them tears were... But she had annoyed me and maybe not cooked what I wanted the week see, before. Okay. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Do you see how men try and make a joke of <laughs> the situation when we try and get serious? Let's take it back. Let's get serious now. So. But yeah, I think there was um, any time. I'm not, like you said, I'm not someone that really cries a lot. I don't really cry. And I'm, I'm someone that bites my tongue sometimes, maybe when I want to. If something annoys me and I just kind of brush it off. So maybe me doing that constantly over a period of time, little things biting my tongue, not saying how I feel. It maybe maybe it builds up subconsciously. So then mm -hmm. when something does arise where you're almost in a sense allowed to express yourself emotionally, it just the floodgates just open. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, as as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking within myself, it's not often that I cry. But then, so do you, okay. So that was 
But I don't know if I really had much to cry about. But so that was in 2012. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So have you cried since then? I must have, but I just can't really think right now. Did you cry at Grandma's funeral? Our grandma passed away this year. God rest her soul. I don't think so. Mm. But but she kind of... It's things the way she transitioned as well. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? She wasn't Mm. really in pain. Mm. It wasn't sudden. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. So... I've had fallouts with, you know, family members, etc. That's kind of hurt me to an extent, but I wouldn't... I'm trying to think there's not really much I've cried about. No? So, but, but I do think, like I said before, I do think people in general... Males, especially, we. It's just it's just like one of one of those unwritten rules. You don't you don't really cry, you don't really pour out your emotion. You don't really. Some guys might take confidence in other guys, and you know, how they feel, but you really see guys cry, and maybe there's something in it. Maybe that that built up emotion, that built up tension. You're not releasing it properly. So then, when you then do go out into a club, for example, other males might have hurt them, or made them feel degraded them in a way, or made them might have a, a damaged their self-esteem. So now, when they go out, the slightest little thing like stepping on your trainer, accidentally barging them, making eye contact for a nanosecond, it can just Trigger, trigger some trigger someone mm. off. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of people they they they're carrying a lot of baggage, stress, day to day. So now they're in an environment where it's probably almost like prison to an extent. Your 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 space, your boundaries are restricted. You there's, there's do you know what I mean? You're in a you're surrounded in an environment where there's males you don't know. You don't know what they're capable of. It's the unknown. It's almost like the fear of the unknown. You don't know how someone's gonna react. All these fears and insecurities are in your mind. And then someone steps on your toe. Some people in that split second is like, okay, he stepped on my toe. Is he going to say sorry? What if he doesn't say sorry? Is he, am I going to look like am a I dickhead? dickhead? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he doesn't say sorry, I can't I can't accept that because if I let him get away, he might think, oh, that guy I just stepped on his, on his toe. Mm. He didn't do nothing. I can come and violate him again. So then you don't know what's going on in people's minds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in that split... I think, well, to be honest, I feel I feel like you just expressed it quite perfectly there. In that split second, all kind of things are going through people's minds. There's all different kind of reference points that's going on in that person's yeah. mind. Loads of different so then, trigger points, yeah. Then if it's then on top of the alcohol, etc., it can enhance all sorts. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And that, can, that one emotional moment, unstable moment, can make or break your night. Mm. Some guy get rejected by girls. It's the shame. She rejected me in front of my friends or her friends or just being rejected. I liked her. She wasn't having it. I feel rubbish. 
I have to lash out. But that lashing out might be built upon other suppressed emotions. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And then if you don't talk to yourself, have introspection, I think that's something that I've learned along the way, then again, you just suppress, 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 suppress to the point where emotions have to come out. Mm-hmm. That's why they're called emotions. You have to emit them. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if you don't, then you will suffer to a degree. And I think maybe me, like other males, I do suffer from that. Maybe I just, maybe I just haven't gone to a degree of some. But we all, we all, we all go for it. Mm-hmm. It's natural. It's only natural. I mean, I think um, compared to, I guess, um, say a lot of guys in our kind of, you know. No, actually, I feel like in our family, I feel like the guys are pretty much quite laid back. Wouldn't you say? For the most part. Mm, yeah. I don't really feel like there's really many that are very hype. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the men in our generation are mm-hmm. pretty much quite chilled. Um, not saying that, you know, they don't have their own issues or whatever, but, um, yeah, I just, I just, I just, I thought, I'm thinking like, is it, is it a genetic thing? Because I mean, even like on both sides, I feel like even in terms of grandparents, none of our grandparents were really. But is it in, in, an, in an environment thing? Because they're no, saying you're a product yeah. of your environment. Mm. If you've grown up on maybe say uh, a council estate, like a multi-story, where <laughs> noise is a constant issue, or you know your mum's arguing conflicts. with the neighbour upstairs conflicts because is, is, there's is, banging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say lack so, of privacy. Yeah, no, I get it's, it. It's it's a different, it's a it's a different whole different experience. Mm. So that moulds you. Like I'm saying, when you're when you've got like that melting pot of so many different people from different backgrounds, going back to like the rave scenario, people are gonna react according to their reference points. Yeah. They might have seen someone in your state who let a shoulder barge go later on, he might have got his dinner money taken. So Yeah, that's true. His yeah. reference mm-hmm. point was don't let the slightest thing go. Go, yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone disrespects you in any little way, don't let it go because they're going to think that you're food, you're weak. Mm-hmm. So now they could come across someone who's, yeah, from a two-parent home, not from that same environment in the suburbs, for example. That person might accidentally step on their toe, might even say sorry, but they've already built that reference point of any form of disrespect, it's on. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though you said sorry, it doesn't matter. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they've already mentally prepared themselves for that scenario. So that's why people react differently. Mm. Do you think it's... Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question first. So the the majority of your friends, would you say that they came from... Um, almost the same or better socio-economic background as you 
school friends, well, we went to the same school. School was quite a good school. I think it used to be an ex-private school. So, yeah, they came from a similar, if not better, background. Um, later on in life, went to college, met other friends, started working, joined different um, social groups. So you're, walking, you're, you're mingling with people from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about in terms of um, you, the, your impressionable time. So from like, you know, infant, junior, going up into say maybe, yeah, secondary, late secondary school, early college years. Would you say that the majority of your friends had a similar kind of, um, you know, yeah, for the most part, for the most part, yeah, um, yeah. So part. now the reason why I ask that is because when I think back to, um, like my friends, for example, um, that I hung out with at school, um, you know, it was all yeah, we were all we were all if not the same, very similar, um. Now, even if a friend, for example, came from a single parent home, so they were only, or them and their siblings, only from their mother, um, you know, we all lived on, you know, either one side of London Road in either Norbury or Thornheath. Now, back then, Norbury and Thornheath were actually very, very good areas. Um, and every, do, do you understand what I mean? We're mm-hmm. all very similar. So, and then I kind of feel like, as a result of that, there were certain things that we just didn't get into. Like, we weren't out brawling, having fights with other girls. Because I, and I, I'm not saying, oh, it's because we were better off than everybody else. What I'm saying is that I feel like there are certain things that maybe do instill a, le- a level of confidence that you don't even realise. Because there isn't, there, there isn't this necessity, this need to defend yourself because why like for example i remember like i used to go to a school called saint philomena's and we used to wear brown brown kilts brown jumper do you know what i mean and in year seven like i would get ruined by my brother <laughs> my cousins because they also go they also all used to go you know school in croydon like jumping in the bar of croydon anyway so not only would I get it from my family members, I would also get it from other girls from different schools, St. Mary's, wherever. And Yeah, I think there were times I probably saw you and just thought, you know what, I'm even gonna say hello. There you go. I'll just get the, so, get, get the bus. Now quick. the thing is, I was always bigger than most people. So anyone that really tried to bring it to me, I would have I could have easily taken them down. But I didn't. Because I just didn't I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I, I don't know, if, if I if I was coming from a completely different place, maybe that type of thing would have got to me so badly that I wouldn't allow the disrespect because I felt like I had to fight. Do you understand what I mean? But I didn't. And my friends didn't. And people in my school just didn't. It's like, okay, well, cuss my uniform all you want, but, you know. Yeah, I think maybe because image wasn't really a thing. Um, and maybe your school didn't allow it. It's like at my school, I wanted... I remember I took in a picture of... Um, back in the day, was it Criss Cross? They used to have their hair braided. Yeah. So I wanted that. <laughs> so I took in a picture to my headmaster. And I said, Ah, oh, sir, is it right if I can get this? And he said, certainly not. So he just <laughs> shut me down. So because I remember getting the bus to school... Um, we would mix... You On the bus, it'd be like kids going to Thomas More 
was it Riddlesdown? Was the other one? I think it was called Taunton Manor. I think so. There was the kids at some of those schools, Haley Manor. You could see they were kind of they could do what they wanted. They could wear trainers to school. Mm-hmm. They had their hair in cane roll braided. They had the bees at the end, different yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They had side. They had like their eyebrows shaved. Mm. They had partings. So it's like they were. They were. Um, get obviously being influenced from that kind of hip hop culture, you know what I'm trying to say, or the the yardy dancehall culture. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, saying like, I think like Red Rat back in the day, yeah, had his yeah, eyebrows yeah, shaved. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say, so people will, the kids will imitate what's fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say, musical artists, whoever. So I wanted to be that. As far as I'm concerned, a young. 12, 13 year old boy that's my culture mm-hmm. I wouldn't embrace that I, I don't think I could even get a fade they wouldn't even allow that I had oh, to wow. keep I had to keep my hair a certain level I couldn't even have like a bald fade because <laughs> this is how crazy it is even though I'm black because a skinhead or low hair was associated with skinheads mm-hmm. the, the white skinheads the racist NF EDL yeah. because that wasn't allowed for the white kids the black kids the didn't have it either. And I said, to, I, had to, I, I, I even went to the point of getting my barber, I think, to write down the different grading system for their oh, hairs. Oh, wow. And saying, listen, my hair doesn't even grow that long. Like I said, in my culture, this is what we do. Like, mm-hmm. So I said, this, this, is, this, is, this is acceptable from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, it's not acceptable here. So I had to keep a little bit rough. Whether I liked it or not. <laughs> and he had a cheek to be cut in my uniform. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> but I had to let it out, innit? No fade wearing. That's what I'm trying to say, innit? I can't get my fade. I have to take it out on someone. <laughs> it's your fault for being younger. <laughs> my punching bag. But yeah, so I couldn't, I, I, had to, I had to miss out on that. So obviously, my school didn't allow that. So try to sneak in little things. Kids, innit? You try and like, be different because everyone's wearing the same uniform. Mm. So everyone's got the same clothes. You can't break in style. We might try a little thing, put a little thing on our tie, put a little thing on our shirt. Try to do different things. Roll up your sleeves and your blazer to just give it a different look. But the teachers will pull you up on it. No. None of that. The only, the only time you could differ is Mufti Day. Ah, where you bring in like... Mufti Day, yeah. Well, you have to pay like, was it a pound? I think pound back in the day to yeah. wear your own clothes. Mm. But... That experience there at school just taught us that we're all one and the same. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to pop style on everyone. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you have, you can't express it there. Mm. So you've gone for that period of not being allowed to in those very formative years of your life. Name, brand and them kind of things wasn't really a thing unless you was, maybe we went out on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But then the other kids from the other schools, they was allowed to do these little things. So I guess they were in competition with each other yeah. from a lot earlier. Yeah. And that attachment mm. to mm. name, brand, material. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's because they're allowed to do it. Can you imagine the pressure that they're going under between those that have and have not? Yeah. So some of those kids, maybe their parents could afford to give them this and that. But some kids couldn't. So those that didn't have it, how does it affect them? Does it make them desire it even more? Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? There's there's more issues brought upon 
but with me you weren't allowed it so you just weren't allowed it yeah. that it almost kind of frizzled that kind of desire out in a sense maybe that might explain why when i when i left school now i didn't really have that desire to want designer clothes like that mm-hmm. but other guys my age any little money they were earning but we was doing like part-time work while i was at college working in mcdonald's or hmv or virgin whatever any little money they get boom they're going and they have to buy this trainers the latest and it's not one it has to be two or three which i'm trying to say but because i maybe them formative years at school hmm. burnt that out of me yeah i didn't i wasn't interested We're interested it's interesting like i love the fact that you brought up um talk, working at mcdonald's because like so we we have um two younger siblings um one being 24 and the other one being 21 mm-hmm. so me and darren are in our like mid to late 30s now um now back in our day like getting a job at mcdonald's part-time was that was okay do you know I mean like we we worked with a lot of like I worked with a lot of my college friends. I don't know if you like a lot of your college friends worked there, but to work in like you know, um your your Pizza Huts, McDonald's, all those kind of places wasn't an issue. Now, most most young people that I come across, like I remember when my brother and sister left school, and we were like, okay, so you're gonna go and get a part time job in the summer until you get to college, whatever, or sixth form. Why don't you try McDonald's? Obviously, because at the top of the road. No, I'm not, I'm not working there. I'm not working there. Mm, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, like nowadays, they're like people, kids don't. When I say kids, I'm gonna say kids, but the younger ones don't want to work in places like that. Do you know what I mean? They they want I, they want like, you know, the snazzy retail jobs in like maybe Next or something like that. And I think especially for black boys as well. It's almost like if, because wherever you're working, there's going to be some type of thought process that other people are going to have about how much you're making. And if you're working at McDonald's, you can't be making that much money. So I feel like the pressures nowadays, it's even worse right, for the young okay. people coming it's up. It's more intense. Do you understand what I mean? Like, even if, if, even if you compare me and you to our younger brother and sister, they are very much more into their branded whether it be, I guess, well, the the guy, our, our younger brother, sorry, he's very much into his designer branded clothes, like underwear, scarf, like no price is too high. Yeah, for real. Whereas, he, he made me know that there was Versace trainers. <laughs> like my sister, she's very much like, she's very much into her makeup, not even so much designer clothes, to be fair, but her the makeup has to be branded it has to be chanel or it has to be you know whatever do you know what i mean it's all very kind of material based Mm -hmm. i think that just shows the level of (laughs) the good job that advertisers are doing on us Mm, yeah um they spend millions if not billions but yeah here we are still not though because we're are we not looking at the same thing as they are are we not exposed to the same um, marketing campaigns? So why so why are we not conforming to that? I don't know if it's a cultural shift, a society shift. I'm just trying to think back in the day, what was the main influences growing up? And I don't know, I'll keep, I don't know if I'm right, but I keep thinking about 
music artists for some reason. I'm trying to think who was my heroes growing up. Um, football players, musicians. It wasn't really, even though they were earning good money, it wasn't really that, I don't think that pressure to be, to have money like that was that strong maybe growing up I don't know yeah no that's true yeah I don't know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as strong now that the pressure wasn't because like even like for example you know our first cars were whatever whereas now it's like my sister's first car was a was a brand was a brand new car yeah do you, do you, do you yeah. see what I mean so it's like I don't know I think things have been changing for maybe the last 15 20 years it's been gradually yeah because like now you hear about kids 14 15 selling drugs and earning next amount of money and it's just like back in the day i was content just to be playing super nintendo which i'm trying to say i wasn't mm. really i wasn't money wasn't an issue for me like that but then again is it because i've been lucky that i've had the foundation i had Maybe, then maybe those kids where they're coming from they don't have that foundation what, I, what is going on in the home like yeah. is it a single parent home where the mother's struggling or do you know what i mean so why what, in, what influence are they having yeah from their from their from their elder siblings because i, I get i guess as well like we we and you were very kind of straight laced so um and our siblings are the same there was no there was no kind of negative influence but you know, in Senna, at my school, I remember there was there was a couple guys that were um, that were about fifteen, I think fourteen, fifteen, got suspended and expelled for selling drugs. Love, laid, bare. So, in summary, then, the male body image and male self-esteem. The pressures on nowadays. I think it's getting. Um, it's becoming more of a thing nowadays. Young guys growing up now, social media, um, the pressures to look the same. You can see. I don't know if you get into this, but things like Love Island, it depicts a certain look. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's you got to be chiselled, you got to have a six pack, you got to be gym. Like you get into the gym. Um, so yeah, it's. Something that's going to come up a lot, I think, in the coming years, and definitely with young people, black, white, Indian, whatever. Um, when you see it, when I go to the gym now, you do see guys in there from all different um, shapes and sizes trying to get, trying to get, um, get a perk on. So, yeah, and with that, I think more time in the more people. It's a bit of a broad statement, but people that tend to really focus on the superficial don't tend to deal with their emotional side. So sometimes people building up all these muscular body don't tend to they tend to be a bit weak. Be weak emotionally. Yeah. And their personas. Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I will be inviting um, the listeners to kind of give their kind of thoughts on this topic um, 
via our Facebook page, which is um, Love Laid Bare. Um, you can also hit us up on the socials, um, which is, again, Love Laid Bare, um, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. I want to continue this conversation, especially for the guys. Like, What are your thoughts on you know, some of the things we said? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, let us know. Um, just so you are aware, also, I do a weekly um, radio call-in show called Sunday Brunch with Dion um, on Croydon FM. Um, and I'll be covering um, a variety of different topics um, that, you know, affect us kind of thing. Um, so if you, you can stream live to that on www.coidenfm.com and I'm on from 11am till 1pm. So thank you very much for listening. Um, head over to the website also www.lovelaybear.com um, and you can leave your comments under the most recent post. Um, and hopefully you would have got to this SoundCloud link through the website anyway. Um, so yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, I want to thank my brother Darren, um, for joining me today in today's discussion. Um, how do you find it? Yeah, it was, um, fine enough. I'm, I don't really speak publicly, so it was, uh, it was different, different for me still. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, nerve-wracking or anything, was it? No, 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 but I've never really probably spoken in depth about some stuff as well, mm-hmm. like stuff at school and stuff I went through. Do you find it quite, do you find it therapeutic in any way? Um, yeah, because obviously I'm, I'm confident now, but I think maybe me talking might help someone else, maybe listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that, and that, and again, that is the point of Lovely Bear. The whole point is for the listeners to kind of relate to, you know, myself or my guest hosts and, you know, maybe something in what Darren has said might trigger you. And from there, you can start your process of healing because this is what it's all about. So I just want to say thank you all again for listening and I will see you again next week. Take care. Bye. Love.